Hello, my Rebels. I'm going to take you through some of the news on the weekend, including some hoaxes blamed on the truckers. I think they're trying to generate some pretext for a violent police response on the truckers. I'm not sure if they're going to succeed. I fear they might, but I hope they won't. I'll, I'll show you some interesting images, uh, including a real attack, a real violent attack against the truckers. Pretty sure you won't see this on any other network. Um, they don't like that narrative. Uh, if you're just listening to the podcast, can you do me a favor and go to rebelnewsplus.com and subscribe for the video version? We call it Rebel News Plus. It's eight bucks a month. You get the daily video version of this podcast, plus weekly shows by Sheila Gunn-Reed, David Menzies, Andrew Chapados, and we got a new show by uh, two of the young ladies on our team, Natasha and Catherine. Uh, and it's a very different kind of show, a very welcome addition to our portfolio of shows. So you get a lot of value for your money. It's eight bucks a month, half the price of Netflix. And frankly, we need the dough to help cover the costs of our independent team. So that's at rebelnewsplus.com. Click subscribe. All right, here's today's show. Tonight, three media hoaxes and a terrorist act. It's February 7th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon Why? consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Here's a fun clip from the weekend from our BC Bureau Chief, Drea Humphrey. I gotta tell you, I've done my best to find a white supremacist at this pro freedom convoy. I've asked several people, uh, none of them threw swastikas, contrary to what uh, your uh, politician might have said. It's a good vibe, there's drums, there's music, there's Canadian flags. There were some counter protesters that said their message was to show that they had the numbers that opposed these pro-freedom protesters' message. But you know what? It's like my colleague Matt Brevner's hit song says, there's way more of us than them when it comes to the freedom protesters. <laughs> I tell you, there's never a white supremacist around when you need one. And in Canada these days, Justin Trudeau really, really needs one. He said the protesters are white supremacists, which normally works for him. But for some reason, this protester out of the Coots border crossing was not convinced. Thank you. Send this message to Justin Trudeau, please. Yeah. Tell him that we're united. It's just not a white supremacist group. We're not a small fringe minority. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, if we can't find any racists, can we at least find someone violent? It's even better since it's a pretext to unleash violence back against the truckers, back or even ban them. We've heard that rhetoric from the liberals and the media that these are terrorists and you know they're terrorists since they're sitting in their trucks honking their horns as terrorists do. I mean, uh, don't worry, the media party is ready to say that Listening to horns honking is a kind of physical assault. I'm serious. Not a two-year lockdown, but horns honking. That'll, that'll undo your health. Well, here was one attempt to have that terrorist moment. Ah, he's just pretending. Oh, my 
He's pretending. I'm serious. What an actor. But Ottawa is full of people like that, dramatic actors. They desperately want some retroactive proof that their level of offendedness is justified. That's tricky, given their prior support for Black Lives Matter and all other manner of protesters and riot. I mean, bouncy castles, people, truckers picking up garbage in the streets, shoveling snow. Pretty tough to demonize. Um, but there actually was a car that plowed into people for real. Um into four people, in fact. Take a look. This is dash cam footage from a trucker protest in Winnipeg. Peaceful, of course. But then someone looking for violence against the truckers drove into them, hit four people. One had to go to hospital. He tried to flee at high speed. Here, here take a listen to the police. Uh, I'm Constable Rob Carver, public information officer with the Winnipeg Police Service. Uh, just one matter to talk about. Um, yesterday evening at about 9.10 p.m., Winnipeg police were advised of a motor vehicle collision near Broadway and Memorial Boulevard. The initial information was that a westbound Jeep Patriot had driven through a group of protesters that were part of the Freedom Convoy at the legislative grounds. The Jeep then fled west, ultimately going down Portage Avenue, where numerous witnesses reported it, traveling at high rates of speed and passing through red lights. With the assistance of the RCMP, Winnipeg Police Service officers were able to stop the vehicle in the 4800 block of Portage Avenue at approximately 10.30. The lone male driver was arrested after a brief struggle. The Jeep struck four adult males in total, three sustained minor injuries that did not require medical attention, and that's actually not quite accurate. Uh, they were treated at the scene by Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service, and the fourth was treated in hospital and released. As a result, male from Headingley, Manitoba faces charges of assault with a weapon times four, dangerous operation of a conveyance caused bodily harm times two, dangerous operation of a conveyance, failed to stop after accident knowing that reckless, knowing that the driving was reckless times two, and failed to stop at the scene of an accident times two. And he is currently in custody. We haven't named the uh, individual yet because charges haven't been formally sworn to and we are obligated to not release a name until that process is complete. Um, I guess I'll take questions. So hang on. You literally rammed people at a political protest. You fled. You resisted arrest. And that's just an assault charge, is it? Huh. Um, our reporters, Sheila Gunn-Reed, Dave Shrigley, and others, uh, did some pretty basic digging, frankly. And uh, the man, David Zegarak, the suspect, he has a long history of hardcore left-wing Antifa-style activism and violence. If you heard his name, David Zegarak, you'd remember that name, wouldn't you? Have you even heard of his alleged crime? Have you heard anything about this case at all? Say, if it were a trucker plowing into someone else, if the shoe was on the other foot, do you think it would have been thrown down the memory hole in the same way, or do you think it's all you'd be hearing about? But seriously, there is more demand than supply for racism and violence. So look at this. This is from the disgraced Bernie Farber from the so-called Canada Anti-Hate Network. What a laugh. They are the hate network, that's for sure. Um they're uh, professional liars. You might recall they, they are literally paid to smear conservatives, smear conservatives as violent. Here's one of their staff apologizing for saying we are somehow affiliated with terrorism. Um, but that wasn't really a mistake by her, really. She's a hired liar, which is a weird job. Trudeau's government gave this group over a quarter million dollars to foment hate. 
and publicly smeared their enemies. Seriously, we read the contract. You can, you can read the contract. Remember, we did a whole show on that. They're paid to smear enemies of the liberals and make public complaints against them. It's in the contract. Well, obviously, they are very much needed in this trucker story since nothing else seems to be working. So look at this tweet by Jonathan Kay. You see that? Now, look at the picture. Um, look at, let's start on the left. It's a tweet by the aforesaid Bernie Farber of the so-called anti-hate group. And he says, I quote, taken by a friend in Ottawa at the occupation apparently in plain sight. So it's a photo of an anti-Semitic leaflet. Okay, the convoy's leaders are a Métis woman and a Jewish guy, so it's obviously not condoned. It's not an official document. Now, I was there for a few days, and our people have been there for, for more than a week. Uh, I don't think any of us have ever seen it. Even if it were true that it was there, it doesn't condemn 100,000 people because you found some leaflet, but still, it is what it is. And Bernie Farber said... His friend took the photo at the convoy, Bernie Farber said. But now look at the photo on the right, exact same image. Look at it, the same piece of paper, same fold, same lighting, literally the same photograph. Breaking, the Miami Beach Police Department says anti-Semitic COVID conspiracy flyers were distributed overnight. And that's two weeks ago. Bernie Farber didn't innocently copy this from the internet. He personally testified that his friend got it from the trucker rally, his friend. He vouched for it. But it was a wicked lie, a defamatory smear by a professional smearer. But boy, did a lot of people repeat that lie. At least, at last, they, they had proof that these truckers were racist, terrorist, sexist. Uh, time to bring in the army or something. <laughs> but that was just a warm-up. This series of tweets suggests that some trucker was mad about people who were upset with the honking or something. So he came into a building and tried to set it on fire. And thank God they caught him on time. And of course, they know who he is because the trucker chatted with them mid-arson, identify himself. And sure, they didn't call police or anything. They, um, they reported it to Twitter <laughs> a day later, which is what you do. If an arsonist bursts into your into your apartment, uh, you wait a day and then you tweet about it. And you know he's a trucker because at least in, in one of the pictures, it looks like they have pink hair. And, and many truckers do, you know. It's hard to keep up. It's really a Jussie Smollett level hoax. Um, so many, so many people, literally the entire Ottawa establishment immediately accepted this obvious hoax and magnified it. And I'm not just talking about chatterboxes in the media. I'm talking about government officials with actual power. They didn't look at it too closely. They didn't want to. You don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. It was just too perfect a story. Best not to check or even ask basic questions like, does this make sense? They needed the pretext, the Reichstag fire upon which to launch the attack against the evil truckers. Wag the dog stuff here, folks. And uh, so it came. So the police raid on the truckers, or at least at first a raid on their diesel fuel. Watch for a bet.
Now, diesel fuel is not illegal. Uh, there was no court order, no search warrant, just heavily armed Ottawa police brandishing large weapons going around and demanding that people give them their diesel fuel. Um, sorry, how is that morally, legally, operationally different from an armed gang stealing stuff? Neither has the right, but Trudeau gets what Trudeau wants. Our reporter, Lincoln Jay, is doing what none of those other Twitter warriors did. He's actually doing a, a deep debunk on the scene of that condo, and we'll show you that video. I expect we'll have it out tomorrow. Uh, but really, these liars are lying. Are you surprised by any of that? I say again, these truckers have been a political earthquake. They have toppled Aaron O'Toole. Uh, they might yet topple Jason Kenney. And who knows what will happen to Trudeau in the end? I don't. One thing is certain from all these hoaxes. No one will ever trust the mainstream media again. Stay with us for more. We're going to talk to a lawyer in Ottawa. Well, so much going on. And of course, yesterday, the mayor of Ottawa declared an emergency, which is funny because hours earlier, he said it was just a festival with bouncy castles. There's so much politics going on and so much politics pretending to be policing. Well, police took their political orders literally and started making arrests in the city, but more bizarrely started seizing jerry cans of gasoline or diesel fuel. The reason that's important is so many of the truckers are actually living in their cabs of their trucks, so they need to run their engines for electricity and to stay warm in the cold Ottawa winter. Those diesel uh, jerry cans are not illegal. They're not prohibited in any way. Transporting them safely is an offense neither under the criminal court nor under any bylaw. Plainly going up to people with an armed officer and demanding they hand over their diesel is bizarre and strikes me that if it's not accompanied by a search warrant, maybe an act of theft in itself. Joining us now is someone who probably knows the answer better than me. He's a criminal lawyer based in Ottawa. Our friend David Amber joins us now. David, nice to see you. Thanks for taking the time. You're so busy today. Give us a quick uh, update on what you've been doing the last day or so. Well, thanks for having me, Ezra. We've been getting a lot of calls uh, since the mayor declared the state of emergency and the police have been moving in. We've been hearing a lot of stories of arrests. I've been getting some calls from people in custody. I've also been getting calls from a lot of concerned citizens who are just shocked, frankly, as to the police nature of, of, of our city and our society and how it appears to be, be going. I think uh, to address your uh, comments, Ezra, about the jerry cans. I think the most common thing we keep hearing over and over again is this arrest for either aiding and abetting or attempting to aid and abet the commission of mischief under the Criminal Code of Canada. So that appears to be the hook that they're using to uh, to, to to go through with these uh, these arrests and these seizures. Uh, and maybe you talk a little bit more about why I think that might be problematic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's such a such a stretch. I, I'm guessing the police say, well, just do it. And by the time we're brought before a judge, the damage will be done. These truckers will leave. I think a lot of this is just to try and scare them away. But you said something I, I'd like to ask you more about. Um, we've seen footage of the diesel fuel being taken. I'm going to call it stolen, frankly, because I don't think they have the color of right to take it. 
But you said people are in custody, as in they were arrested, and they weren't just released right away with a ticket or, or a summons. They were put in jail? Tell me about who's in custody and uh, what they're in custody for. Well, I've received some calls, Ezra, from the police, uh, people in custody, advised people in custody regarding, uh, again, the arrest for aiding and abetting uh, the commission of mischief. And uh, I've not been able to speak today. I've not been able to reconnect with anybody who I spoke to yesterday. I did connect today, though, with someone in my office who was arrested. I uh, didn't speak to him yesterday, but he was arrested. His property was seized. And after spending a couple hours in the in police custody, the police released him with no charges uh, and just say exhortation to stay away from the downtown core without any any lawful basis to require him to do that. And, and there's no actual uh, enforcement mechanism for that. Just say essentially be a good boy is what they told him after depriving him of his liberty for several hours and having him have to go across town to get his car out of impound. Huh. So, I mean, I, I understand it if charges are laid. I mean, police can have some authority, but for the police simply to scoop a guy off the street, hold them and then and then give him a direction on where he can or can't engage in a peaceful protest. That is a very troubling thing. And I think this whole thing is suspect. On the one hand, police have been abusive over the last two years in general, but I think that they have been pressed to the limit. The police chief in Ottawa was outrageous with his press conference the other day, deeming this protest unlawful. That, I'm sorry, I don't think that's his place to do. Threatening a bizarre enforcement, he called it surge and contain. I've never heard those words before. Saying he's working with national spy agencies to collect private data on everyone in the peaceful protest. What's that other than a, an enemies list? I think that the Ottawa Police Service has allowed itself to become a p political enforcement arm of Justin Trudeau and the regime. I'm deeply concerned about it. And what you've just described, someone being pulled off the street, thrown in jail for hours, and then released with no charges, I, I'm sorry, but that's what happens in Caracas, Venezuela, or Havana, Cuba, or Tehran. That's not what's supposed to happen in Canada. I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, Ezra. I think that if there were charges laid, there would be a number of, of areas of those charges which would be difficult for the Crown to prove. There would be constitutional issues. There would be constitutional issues not only with the enforcement, but with the uh, with any, any suggestion that uh, the criminal code uh, would trump uh, the charter rights that are, that are in play. I, I will say this, though. Um, it's been a lot quieter today. I'm not sure if you can see, but I'm here in my office. I'm right downtown, 450 meters south of, of the uh, center of, of the protests. And it's a lot quieter today. And I think that uh, although uh, I think protesters and I, I support everyone's right to protest and to do so noisily, I think that the hook the police were using to be able to lay these or at least do these arrests for mischief was the extremely loud noise, which has been going on for some time. So I think that it's to some extent a strategically good thing that the noise has calmed down, at least temporarily for now, because I think it deprives the police for being able to claim that a mischief is ongoing as they're hearing it. I think uh, I'm not saying that it would survive in court, but I'm saying that police might have been acting on the basis that members of the, or citizens of the city of Ottawa were, were not able to enjoy their property with the loud noise. 
that noise gone, I think so goes any realistic basis to have laid these arrests. So I think strategically that's a good thing. And I've not been hearing of there being as many arrests today, but we're going to have to see how the day continues. Well, that's very interesting. I know you're so busy. You put your phone number on Twitter, always a risky move. You're going to get a lot of phone calls. I know you already have. Um, and yesterday I called you up and I said, hey, we will crowdfund the legal fees to defend anyone who, because I was very upset with what I saw yesterday. Um, I talked to the Democracy Fund folks today, and as you know, the Democracy Fund is the independent charity that's doing a lot of these civil liberties cases. So Rebel News is going to send all the cases to the Democracy Fund, and I know that you've worked with the Democracy Fund too, so we will still continue to help everyone who's being arrested this way. It'll be done by Democracy Fund lawyers, and of course, you've worked with them before. So our offer stands. It, it, it just won't be Rebel News doing it. It'll be the Democracy Fund. I know that's a distinction without a difference for most people, but I, I tell you, I know the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms has also been on the ground in Ottawa, so there are some civil liberties lawyers doing their best. You're one of them. David Amber, great to see you again. We'll let you get back to it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Ezra. All right. Our pleasure. There you have it. David Anber, one of the lawyers that the Democracy Fund is deploying in Ottawa. Stay with us. More ahead. Welcome back. Your viewer mail. Mike S. says, I think they would have to build some prisons or jails if they want to arrest the Freedom Convoy participants. It would be easier if Trudeau would do the right thing and follow the science and laws of the land by stopping any and all mandates. See, you believe in the rule of law and, and you want to stand up for the system because it's the system we have. Uh, there's a sort of a social contract there, isn't there? Um, but Robert Peel's rules of policing are, uh, are accurate when they say you can't rule a nation without the consent of the people, at least not a liberal democracy. Unless you're willing to go full Joseph Stalin or full Kim Jong-un, if you don't have the consent of the people to be policed, it's not going to work. I mean, uh, there, there's certain places where if police go in, everyone's afraid of the gangsters, so no one will rat them out. No one will snitch. Um Maybe people hate the police and they side with the gangsters or the drug dealers. Um, we're not talking about drug dealers here. We're talking about law-abiding, regular, hardworking folks. And if you've got thousands, tens of thousands, maybe a million, maybe millions of people, many of whom have been vaxxed, by the way, who have just simply had enough, you can't police them all. You can't physically arrest them. You can't prosecute them. You can't jail them. You could nibble them piece by piece, but they're not in little pieces anymore. You got, you got thousands of them. It's a real pickle for the government. Unless Trudeau's willing to go full Castro and be violent about it, and hopefully saner heads will prevail. Warren says it has been reported that shoplifting and offenses against the local businesses community has decreased drastically. Possibly the police chief and his administration should be sued for incompetence during normal times. Truckers should be remunerated for their peacekeeping activities. That's very funny. But when I was in town, um, I went to a restaurant and see in, in Ontario, I'm not allowed to go to a restaurant because I don't show my papers. The restaurant was open. People were sitting down. It was jam-packed. No one was wearing a mask. It felt like the before times. And the happiest person in the room was not any trucker or person like me enjoying a restaurant meal for the first time in months. It was the restaurant owner. 
I think that when you have 50,000, 100,000 severely normal people coming into town and you say, well, I'm not even going to try and enforce masks or, or vax passports, I think that just normalized the city. And um, I think it reminded people that you don't have to be afraid of the virus and you don't have to be afraid of politicians. D.G. Moocher says, I'm so impressed with Rebel News. Very professional, enough staff to cover a lot of territory. Keeping my fingers crossed for you. Thanks very much. I was very proud of our team on the weekend. We were in nine cities and towns. Let me see if I can name them. Going west to east, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Milk River, Alberta, Coots, Alberta, Toronto, Ottawa, Quebec City, and Canberra, Australia. I think I nailed it. That's a big effort. Of course, our team here in Ottawa, on the editing side, on the web team side, social media. So I'm, I'm very proud. I mean, can you imagine this is the little crew that started seven years ago in my living room? And now we're coast to coast and even in foreign countries. Very proud of our team. I hope you're enjoying it. And you know what? I think seven years of preparation for this moment that we're telling the other side of the story when it's needed more than ever. That's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom. of the police but some people give me the footage you will see it in a couple of seconds but what happened is like the police came here on scene and they took fuel from the truck driver and the volunteer so I asked them what happened check it out what did you see what did I see I came in I went to Coventry I've been staying at the hotel here and when we came back from downtown we couldn't get in with the cab the police was blocked off they had it blocked off so we got out of the car and we were coming over here to have a coffee and say goodnight to everybody and goodbye and I saw all these fire department big vehicles and then I saw the police car and then when I saw the police up here and the one officer with the assault rifle and it was very much to intimidate us and the group of people here are peaceful loving kind family oriented and you know and we sung O Canada after they left and we hugged it out you know it was it was a very powerful speech what he did was very peaceful and then uh, the police officers just uh, ro rolled rolled uh, rolled out the, all the vehicles left and they f were in formation and then started marching like like robots like in, in like like soldiers and um, 
there was almost no conversation between the police and the people and uh, and then they left now how much they didn't take any fuel to that they used to drive their their trucks or they if they did they took a, a very small amount it's colored diesel that they took you can't even use it to drive a rig right that's and they took it the fuel that they used to keep warm and i don't know if they realized they did that or not but that is what they did so uh, uh, how much in the fuel they, they took away 3200 liters of fuel to me this was clearly an intimidation uh raid it was to show a force um you know there's been a lot of war of words harsh words from the mayor and the council over the last three days and they had to have some kind of red meat to show everybody look what we did tonight yeah. we took their fuel we're gonna hit them where it counts we've got the power we can out you know goat gun them so to say mm -hmm. and that's what i believe happened tonight they took the heat and fuel for the volunteers yeah like uh really that's what we're doing now in canada but that to me, like, I feel sorry for the frontline officers. A lot of them are very respectful. They have families. They don't like doing this, but they're getting bad orders from a bad chief that needs to resign. And again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that the police knew that they were taking the fuel that they were using to, to heat themselves up in the tents. But unfortunately, uh, they're, I think when they get back to their headquarters, they're going to realize what they took. And maybe, the, maybe they'll feel bad. Maybe they won't. I don't know. How many, how many police officers uh, went for taking away the, the fuel? I heard there was a hundred or more. There was police officers situated up there. Some people were calling them snipers. There's video, there's video footage of um, police officers up on the top there. Uh, so, um, I mean, there's hundreds of people that were recording police officers situated around higher buildings. I don't know what they were expecting. Again, these are just like working people who drive a truck for a living. <laughs> what you saw is like taking away a lot of fuel that the, they you took need. all the yeah. fuel away. There's uh, families that are staying in their trucks. They've taken away most of their livelihood. And they, they need this fuel so they can sleep with their children and be warm. So... Um, now they've said that we will, anybody taking fuel or food to any of the truckers um, will be looking at being arrested and having fines and charged. So do you know if they have another option to make them warm? Because without fuel, it would be a little bit difficult. Everybody should know that the fuel that was taken is the fuel that was to keep them warm in their tents. So please, everybody, if you could have a heart and, and think of any way you can to help them stay warm, uh, uh, they need that. And um, uh, just you can, you can go to uh, Give, Send, Go and actually leave messages. You can say, hey, this is how I can help you. It's not just about money on Give, Send, Go. So um, you can, like, there's, there's, um, Freedom Convoy 2022 and adopt a trucker and you don't have to just leave money you can you can say um, this is how I can help I can help this way I can help that I can I, I, I have a way to for you to guys to keep warm or space heaters or something or whatever because what we saw since the beginning of uh, the movement we saw a really nice police really human really helpful uh, did you see something changing in that beer view? Uh, well, today they just didn't want to talk to anybody. It seems like they had their orders. I have no idea how they felt about it. 
but it was just kind of like a robotic response. They were like, it's, it's similar to what happened at uh, Adamson Barbecue, where they were just like, you know, it made no sense to talk to them. They just didn't care, you know? So I guess orders, that's it. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to be here, a lot of them. And I know just following orders is not an excuse. However, there is a time of transition right now, right? And and that's why we spent a lot of time talking to people tonight and saying, you know, you need to go home tonight and think about this. Is this where you want, is this a country, the type of country you want to serve as an officer? Yeah. Or is it time to say, you know what? We don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. We, don't want to, we don't want to turn on our own citizens, you know? Every law enforcement officer looks at this and goes, you know what, I need to have a talk with my superior. Yeah. And say, you know what, we don't want to do this. This is not where we want to go as a country. Because do we want to take fuel from the people that pay us? That pay our, these are hard-working, middle-class Canadians. We cannot go down this road and remain a semblance of a free country. There's no way. So where the fuel was come from and where the fuel will go, you think? So the fuel was donated. Uh, I believe by a farmer. It was on a farm tank, so I assume it, you know, it had the little slow-moving vehicle sign. So I'm guessing a farmer probably brought it in and donated it. Um, the fuel's taken. I'm, su I'm sure it's been seized and put on a compound. Uh, you know, to, this is now going to go before the courts, right? Because what happened tonight um, is a very um, upsetting and uh, probably convoluted legal precedent that it sets in Canada. Because I'm not aware of similar tactics being used, at least not in these kind of contexts. There have been such tactics when things turn violent and there was, you know, open clashes with protesters, but typically never when relationships were good with boots on the ground, right? So I'm guessing that went into a compound tonight and it's going to be held, um, probably pending a resolution of this um, it's a situation that we're currently find ourselves in. So what would be the consequences from the fact that they take away your fuel? Well, I think what's going to happen is um, there won't be a shortage of more fuel coming in if they need it. Um, unfortunately, tonight we'll have to find some other, you know, they're, they're going to find some ways. There's a very, very strong team of resourceful volunteers here. But at some point in time, they're going to have to find some alternative fuel sources um, and bring them in. Uh, you know, they'll get through the night. And uh, people have been so generous. As you saw, hundreds of thousands of people literally from all over the world are pouring their support in. There will be no shortage of, of, of ways to get through this. Um, you know, the only thing we don't know now is at what time, you know, what's the next step for the other side or what are they, what are they going to take next, right? Yeah, and uh, do you know if they have a B plan to make them warm, all the trucker, if any fuel can go to them? Yes, we do. Yeah. There certainly will. It's not things that we can necessarily divulge, um, but there are other ways. Um, people are volunteering to do, uh, they're, they're volunteering to bring it in in any way they need to, um, if it's one liter at a time. So that so, will not discourage, discourage them? This will not only not discourage, this will galvanize people across Ottawa, across Canada, and across the world to understand we were accusing them of being tyrants, okay? And people took issue with that. Tonight, they found themselves guilty of being tyrants. So now there's no doubt, right? Yeah. So now people understand this is exactly why we're here because of what happened tonight. Is this what we is this the kind of country we want to live in? Mm -hmm. I don't. We want to be free. Amen. So at Rebel News, we want to defend all the truck drivers of what is happening right now all across Canada. If you want to help them, to hire a top-notch lawyer to defend them, go to truckerlawyer.ca. You can donate generously. Please 